It's time for the Greg Campy Show, presented by RJ's Pub. Let's go live to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. He is a coach, Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule. Happy to have you with us. Remember, you can get your thoughts and uh, questions for Coach on Twitter with the hashtag AskCampy. Camp, how you doing? Doing great. I mean, coming off a win over a state school, uh, you know, th- those are the ones you got to win, and uh, we did it, you know, especially on the road. And uh, we don't play Western or Central this year, so, you know, we've, we've got Detroit one more time, and we've got Michigan State. So we've got two more games against the, you know, people that we share the community with and the media with and everything, and you, those are must-wins. We have a chance to get two more, I hope. Uh, absolutely is the scenario. And remember, the Greg Campy Show is brought to you by the Henry Ford Sports Medicine, the official team physicians for Oakland University and you. For more info, visit henryford.com backslash athlete. Well, Camp, I guess we'll, we'll kind of work backwards, right? Friday night, Golden Grizzlies at Eastern Michigan. I uh, had the three-point halftime lead, then closed down the closed down the club, as I like to say there in the second half of the game and won that one going away. What, what was your take out there in uh, Ypsilanti? I don't remember the days of closing clubs down, so uh, <laughs> by now, I think they close like at 2 or 4 in the morning, right? I'm asleep by well, 11. I, I, so. yeah. um, you know, I was really disappointed in the, in the first half at the way we closed the half after some of the issues that we've had uh, the couple of games prior to that. And, you know, it was something that we really stressed going into the Eastern game that we have to close the half. We had a long talk about the mo- four. There's four ten, uh, four segments of the games that you really break down to. You you know, there's the opening four, opening four or five possessions, the last four or five possessions of the half, then the opening of the second half, and the, obviously the final. And you you can emphasize all you want, but the final is always the most important. You know, in the last four minutes of the game. Um, but I, in my mind, the ending the half is probably the second most important, and the third most is the, you know, start of the second half. And then obviously the beginning of the game is important, but it's not anywhere near as important as the rest of the stuff. So, having we talked and we've gone over that and everything, and then we, you know, we talked at the under four timeout about closing the half, and we just didn't do it. We had a 11 or 12 point lead, and we ended up leading by three at halftime, and. The player that, you know, we uh, our whole defensive game plan was around their point guard, Acuff, who's I think fifth or sixth in the nation in scoring. And he didn't have a field goal with 30 seconds to go in the half. And we knew what they were going to do, and, and they did it, and he made a three to end the half to cut it to three, and I was not happy. And uh, they found that out at halftime. We have eight guys uh, that are new this year, and they hadn't seen that that before from their <laughs> coach and uh now the other guys they've seen it a lot but not this year <laughs> and uh uh halftime was not a pleasant place to be uh in ypsilanti saturday and, and we came out the second half and uh we got a stop and then uh Golke hit a th- no we got trey a layup on a set play and then Golke hit a three in transition and you know we took it out to 23 or 24 points i think we got the lead I might have substituted a little bit too early. I'm not sure. Um, you know, we, we've got a lot of really good players, and I've got some guys that I haven't been able to get minutes that I want to get minutes to because you never know what's going to happen. And so I tried to do it at that time, and I think we got a little sloppy down the stretch. I thought, you know, we felt we had the game won, and 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 
you, you never have a game one. You know, you just don't. And especially when they've got a player like Acuff and he, and he finally got going. You know, he made a couple bombs. And, and really, I think we lost our intensity. We doubled him. We doubled him every time he had the ball on top. Um, and, and, you know, they turned it over, and he struggled with that. And then late in the game, we didn't – the doubles came late, and he got some shots off. So long scenario, it was a really, really good game for us. We played extremely well. We played from the inside out, which is – you know, this team, we're 10 games, 11 games in now, and I think we know what we have to do to win. And from an offensive standpoint, we have to play from the inside out. The, the second thing we have to do is we have to control tempo. Um, our, the strength of our team is our defense. Our, our half-court defense is record-setting lo- record levels this year as far as points per possession and things like that when it's five-on-five. Five. And so we have to play as much five-on-five five defense as we can, which means we can't turn the ball over. We have to play from the inside out on offense, and we have to play at a pace. We don't want to play slow, but we're probably the, the, top, the lowest 30% in the country in pace, and that's why we're doing well is – we're playing the way we're supposed to play. And if we continue to do that, play at that pace, really really guard and rebound, we're going to be we're, we're going to have a really good chance to have a great year. Uh can't put about that too because I have learned a lot being around this program because you see you see it in other games as well. That last minute, that last minute and a half of the first half. It's so big. Like when when you're in somebody else's building, if you're playing a power 5, for whatever reason, and maybe you can explain this to me because I've kind of always wondered why, why why do teams seem to flip the switch when they're at home in that last minute and a half? Is it something that they, they cognitively do? I mean, how, how does that work? Or does that uh, just go that I, way? I don't know if I'm really smart enough to answer that because we were at home against Toledo and against Fort Wayne, and we didn't flip the switch. We actually let them flip the switch. And one of our issues with our team this year is – I don't have Jalen Moore just walked in. He's going he to be is. your guest. I don't have a Jalen Moore this year that in a two-for-one situation can go get us a basket, can just fly by everybody and get it. Um, you know, I, if Blake gets healthy, uh, he might be the guy that, you know, we might, you know, try and run him down with the ball, maybe ball screen for him and let him elevate. But at two-for-one situation, we've really blown that all year. And it seems like when we take a bad shot or don't get what we want, they come down and make a three. It's happened like three times, and and the the momentum that changes in a game when you run into the locker room off on a high, especially if you start the next half with the ball. You know, a lot of times we we don't get the tip, so we have the ball to start the second half. So if we can get a two for one in the last 45 seconds, we get an actual three for one. You know, we get three possessions, we get the two there, and then the possession to start the half. And you can in a three for one situation, you, that, that can be a six to nine point swing. Right, which is huge in a college basketball game. So what we've actually decided before the Eastern game is we're going to go away from the two-for-one right now. We're just going to play out, and we did that against Eastern, but we, didn't, well, uh, we did score. Townsend scored, but they made that three. Um, so, you know, I don't know. It, 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 every year it's different, and it, it, you want to do things similar, but your personnel is different. And without a point guard that, you know, we were hoping Rocket could be that guy, but he's really not somebody that can blow by, you know, in transition because he's not really a true point guard in his skill, ball handling skills. He doesn't believe himself that he can get to the rim. He wants to shoot floaters and that. So, you know, that that, that we've just got to get used to not having that. Camp also, too, uh, Jack Goldkeeper. Who are you texting? 
What's that? Who are you texting? Uh, I'm talking with some people in the crowd to make sure the oh. audio level is okay. I'm engineering, oh, okay. Thought, too. Hosting, I, I producing, thought, engineering. I thought maybe you had some going on the side. Setting I don't know. Up, yeah. I would say making a wager, but you're not allowed to do that, are you? Correct. So, so you yeah. know, like that's. I don't know if you saw on the TV or something a game that, oh, I should bet that or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> no. So, uh, you know, I was just texting with some people in the crowd to make sure they can hear okay, Cam. So, okay. so that, that was it. Was um, the answer yes? Yeah. Yeah, oh, it was. Because so, I can speak louder. Yeah, yeah, we're just we're getting that figured out. Um, but no, Camp, it, you, you talked about Jack Golke, and, you know, we, we've talked about this to some degree earlier in the season on a couple of the shows, but that ability when things get moving downhill for us, Jack Golke, he makes that big three. It, it really changes the dynamic of a basketball game, how he'll, he'll knock down two and three possessions. We've seen Blake Lantman do that before, too. That three-point shot, that two three-point shot, that three three-point shot in a, right. in a quick stretch flips everything, doesn't it? Well, sure it does. But one of the things that getting Blake back does is it makes Jack's life, you know, those two guys on the floor at the same time change each change it for each other. Um, you know, Golke's a better player when Blake's on the floor and Blake's right. a better player when Jack's on the floor because they can play off each other. And now you've got you, defensively, with Townsend and Conway, you've got decisions to make. And then what people are finding out is if they leave Isaiah Jones, he's going to get a rebound and a putback. You know, Isaiah's, Isaiah's doing really, really – he's kind of the surprise piece of the year when, when we got him. You know, I, I, I wanted him because of his body, his physical appearance, and because we need more people that look like him and, and are athletic like that. I did not know that he would turn into the player that he did this quick. I mean, I, I, I think he's, you know, he's the, the hidden gem for our team. He's the guy that makes it go because he's just that, that guy that is, you know, you look at his, at his box score after every game, he's shooting 63% from the floor because he's taking 63% shots. Actually, he's taking better. He's missed a couple layups, but, you know, he, he, he's getting shots that you can make. He gets key multiple offensive rebounds in every game he keeps possessions alive he's very good defensively at the top of the zone more importantly like eastern michigan we miss an easy shot looks like they've got the rebound and they're coming down somehow he gets his hand on it tips it away we pick it up and score a layup that's happened in three or four different games he makes those game winning plays so when you can put a guy like that out there with guys that can score like Trey and Chris, how Chris has grown in, in the post and can score. That makes those shooters' lives easy. So we need both Blake and, and Jack on the floor. They'll play off each other. And one game, Jack will make the six of them. And one game, Blake will make, you know, four or five of six of them. And then there's going to be a game this year where they both do it. Right. And then we'll look like Fort Wayne looked against us that day. But that's, <laughs> that's going to happen in a game this year. I hope it happens in the Breslin Center next week, you know. That'd be a good time uh, for the, it, yeah. We, we will not be beaten on that night. And, uh, you know, so I, it's just good to see, you know, Blake back in there with them and, and getting all our pieces back as we get ready for, you know, Christmas and, and the league play, having everybody up and playing. So two more non-Horizon League games before we step into the Horizon League season between Christmas and New Year's. That does wrap up the competition with the MAC Golden Grizzlies 2-1. and one against the MAC Conference this year. Um, you we're, know, just kind of your thoughts. We're two in a question mark. Two in a question mark, yep. 
I can't. Right. I can't say much more. I don't. No, want. no and I'm not asking. I like you. my money. I yeah. want to keep it. Let's talk. Let's just talk about the the series with the Mac and the performance against the Mac this year. Yeah, I'm very pleased with it. I think our league has had a good year against the Mac. You know, that's that's kind of the league that we're compared to, especially in recruiting. You know, the Toledo game's a big game. The Eastern games are a big game because those are the teams we recruit against. And uh, so, you know, uh, Youngstown had a big win at Ohio this week. Uh, Northern Kentucky lost by one like we did at home to, to Akron. So, you know, it's, 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 our league is really faring out well this year, and it looks, you know, the top of our league is very strong. Um, and that's good. That's really good because the, the, the league champion should get a better seed in the tournament than we have the last couple of years. Have you been on the process? And I know, I, know, I know the answer to this, but I'm asking you the question for the people here. Uh, how, much, how closely do you keep tabs on the Horizon League teams as, as the non-conference season plays out? Oh, I, I watch. I probably watch every game that's played, you know, if it's on ESPN+. Plus. Um, if they're playing somewhere where that's not on the network, obviously I don't see it. And I can get video of it when I want. I don't, I, I don't do that that much, you know. But you know, I'll sit there. And, uh, so, yes, uh, Saturday I think there were four league games. I've watched all of them, you know. Not, at the, not while they're being played. But the good part of, of watching them when the game's over is that you, can, you don't have to watch the commercials. And the damn commercials are the same thing every time. I mean, I... You watch Wright States, and you get tired of hearing the same person from Wright States saying them how great their campus is. You know, what I mean, so you can blow through those commercials and uh, and just watch the games and get through them. So, you know, I watch them all. It's all part of preparation, though. You know, right. we want to be prepared for everything there is when we play those league games. Uh, and then very last one here before we cut to the break, and we will talk to Jalen Moore, who is in the house uh, in just a couple of minutes. But Trey, obviously against Eastern, nine for twelve from the floor, and, and you, you knew that, right, Camp? I mean, you—that's you, how he's built. Well, we one of the things that's happening this year, and part of it is the is the uh, competition has been so difficult, but also I think you know Trey's in fourth year; he's got something to prove. You know, he wants to play at the next level. He, you know, he wants to get drafted. He wants to play in the NBA like they all do. And he's got a chance to show against some great teams, and he has. But one of the things I think has started to happen for him, not that he's taking bad shots, because we want him to take shots, and, you know, we run a lot of plays to him. Uh, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of places that, you know, they don't do that kind of thing, but we do. You know, we get him the ball. We run a lot of sets. If you hear during a game, you hear the bench calling out the sets in that many. You know, of the 65 sets that we have in, probably 30 to 35 of them go through him. And uh, what's happening is that he started in those games to, you know, they're tougher. You know, they're playing against bigger, stronger guys. And when we get in our league, it won't be quite that. He'll have to play more through a double teams and not through our league. But we've turned it into that little fadeaway. And, you know, that fadeaway is not going to go in as much as when he plays right through somebody's nose. And so his shooting percentage is not anywhere near where I feel it should be. It's in the low 40s, and he's been a mid-50s to 60s shooter his whole career. Well, he was 9 for 12 on Friday night because he went through their nose. You know, he did not. In the, I forget which game it was, maybe Toledo, he got a couple offensive fouls called, which... You know, you're going to have some calls go against you. And, and so he went back to that fadeaway. And, and 
He'll make it, sure. I mean, he made a huge one against Xavier, but that's not the shot we need him shooting. We need him going through people, getting to the free throw line. One of the things, again, with Jalen not being here this year, one of the things that I think is hurting us, as you look, well, what do we got to get better at? We're not getting to the free throw line anywhere near. Now, Jalen used to get there eight, nine times a game, but still, you know, Trey needs to get there six, seven times a game. We need to get to the line more. Um, and it, we need to do that, and he needs to do that. And, you know, I think that he took a big step forward in getting back to playing that way against Eastern Michigan. And he had 22 points on 9 of 12 from the floor. And he needs to be, you know, an average night for him needs to be seven and a half for 12, eight, right, for, 12, eight for 12, right? That needs to be an average night for him. A great night needs to be 9 or 10 of 12. And, uh, and he's going to get more shots than that. It's not that he's getting 12 shots. We want him to get 16 to 20 shots. But five to six of those shots shouldn't count because he's being fouled if that makes sense. No, absolutely it does. We'll take our first break, and when we come back, as promised, we'll be joined by Jalen Moore. You are listening to the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You don't have to play for the Pistons to be treated by the same doctors who keep the team at their best. I can't dunk in size 18 sneakers, but I can play 18 holes. I don't box out defenders in mesh shorts, but my hip is back in the game. I'm not a piston, but I'm running on all cylinders after back surgery. I am Henry. I am Henry. Henry Ford Health, official team physicians of the Detroit Pistons. And you. Visit henryford.com slash team docs. With OU Credit Union's Visa Signature Credit Card, you'll enjoy more cash back on the things you buy most. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. You'll also receive $100 when you spend $5,000 within the first three months of card approval. Open your Visa Signature Card today at OUCreditUnion.org and start enjoying the benefits of more cash back. Full details at OUCreditUnion.org. They say one great thing leads to another. And that's especially true when you visit a Great Clips salon. When you sit down for a haircut with the skilled and friendly stylist at one of our thousands of convenient Great Clips locations, they'll not only make your hair look great, they'll make you feel great too. And that's something you can't help but share with the world. Download our online check-in app today and opt in to get a ready next text when you're up next. Great Clips. It's going to be great. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Coach Greg Campy, my name is Neil Rule. Right now, as promised, we're joined by one of the best in a long lineage of great point guards. This guy certainly made his uh, claim at the position as well. J-Mo is back in the house. Jalen Moore is here, everybody. 
Jamo, we're back at it, man. We're back at it like we never left. Like we never left. I love it, man. But uh, look, you know, you got your pro career going on and everything like that. What what bring what brings you back in here tonight? Um, first off, you know, I want to give my condolences to you know John Lee and his family. Yes. You know, he passed away, and um, that's the main reason why I'm here to attend his funeral and you know show my respect to him. You know, he's been a father figure in my life and done a lot for me. And you know, we have a special bond that I don't think a lot of people understand how close we are. Um, so, you know, that's why I'm back in town, and, you know, I get to see everybody here, and it's just a good feeling to see everybody. I know. I saw you roll in with Blake Lamb, and Lamps, you know, Lamps is, uh, he's got it dressed up tonight too, man. So uh, good to see Blake out here. Good to see you back in town, J-Mo, as well. And uh, very, very well said, my friend. Very, very well said. Did a lot for the Oakland community. No question about that. Uh, but as we talked about, your pro career is going on. Uh, you guys get a little bit of a holiday break. I understand they let they let you cut that a, a game short to come back here mm -hmm. to be here now. But, you know, you're overseas. Um, just break it down for us, man. How's it going? I, I see the numbers. The numbers look like it's going all right. Yeah, it's going pretty good. Um, I'm blessed to be in the position I am. And, you know, I got to give all the thanks to, you know, Coach Campy for allowing me to he put me in that position to, you know, go out on the court and show what I can do every night on the court. And, you know, it's translating over to the pros. So, um, you know, it's a journey. It's a stepping stone. It's a marathon. And, you know, I'm just I'm blessed and happy to be where I'm at today. You know, Jamo, when I remember just first meeting you when you first got here to Oakland, you, you were you were steadfast about that. So I'm going to be a professional player. I'm going to be a professional player. I'm going to be a professional player. You, you never you never wavered in that and and look i know you i know how you operate you're very business-like uh you don't get caught up a lot which which i've kind of always admired because that's not the the tone necessarily of of you know today's mm -hmm. today's athlete but you know as, as as you do you ever get a chance to look back at it jmo do you ever do you ever say hey this this is what i set out to do and look I, you said it yourself like this is a stepping stone you're not where you ultimately want to be but do you do you take a step back and say, I, I did do what I set out to do? Yeah, for sure. I think um, along the journey, you know, it's going to be ups and downs, and you definitely got to step back to appreciate where you're at um, today. You know what I mean? Because you work your whole life towards something, and, you know, you accomplish a little goal. You know, you got to applaud yourself and, you know, congratulate yourself. But, you know, like you said, it's a stepping stone. Um, it's a long way to go, and, you know, I think I'm on the right path. Other than the, quote, speed of the game, What's the biggest transition to, to playing professional basketball, especially overseas? Because I don't know if people know this or not. Like, it's not for everybody. Not, yeah. not everybody can deal with it. Uh, the biggest transition is probably physicality. It's very physical over there, and they don't call a lot of fouls. So I'm not getting to the free throw line as much as I was here. <laughs> but uh, I'm still getting to the free throw line. But, yeah, the refs, they, they let a lot of hand check going on, a lot of pushing, a lot of Grabbing. shoving. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the biggest um, thing that's – you know, been a little challenging for me, but um, I feel like I can uh, adjust and adapt to anything, really. So I feel like I've been adapting pretty good and um, just got to keep going. Is it different playing for money, like in the pros? Because <laughs> everyone, I mean, but when they're grabbing you and stuff like that, like they're trying to eat too. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm for saying? Sure. Like that's, that's the motivation. For sure, yeah. It's definitely different. Um, it's just different too. Like I really get paid to play the game that I love. Yeah. You know, and that's what I appreciate the most because – like I said, I worked my whole life for, for this opportunity, um, and it's just pretty cool because, you know, I get to wake up in the morning, go to practice. Um, I get paid to do it, so <laughs> I, I can't complain. Yeah, no, absolutely. So what was that process like for you, Jamo? Because when last a lot of people saw you, it was kind of stepping off the court 
for the final time here for the Golden Grizzlies, and they see, you know, you pop up, you're playing pro overseas. What was it like for that day you, you took your last step, you know, at, at, on the court for Oakland University to today? What was that process like? Um, just appreciative, just grateful. Um, I definitely miss it. I text Blake all the time. I text Coach Campy, too, you know. I wish I could be on this team because I see how great this team can be. Um, they have a potential to be really, really special. Uh, they have all the pieces that they need. Just, you know, I think the more they play together, the more that they're they're going to get better every day. Um, but, you know, the process has just been, um, I think, just trying to find somebody who who would take a chance and take a, a opportunity on me, just like Coach Campy did at Oakland. And um, I think down in Iceland they took opportunity on me, and I don't think they regret it. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'm sure. I'm sure they don't. Uh, Iceland. I always hear about it. They say it's incredible. Uh, tell us about Iceland, man. Uh, it's very beautiful. There's a lot of places you can go. Um, the most popular is the Blue Lagoon. I'm pretty sure everybody's probably heard of that. Um, I've been to it. It's the water's like 98 degrees. Um, it's blue. It's it's beautiful. Uh, there's some beautiful spots, and it's not as cold as people think it is. Really? Um, it's actually probably colder here right now. But just the wind down there is crazy. Like, the wind be, like, 40 miles an hour. So it feels really, really cold. But uh, it's beautiful. I like it. I'm grateful, like I said. And um, it's a stepping stone. And I got to just be appreciative of the time I get there. Talking with Jalen Moore here on the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Happy to have everybody out here uh, tonight as well. And remember, the Greg Campy Show is brought to you by the Pino Insurance Agency, LLC of Mimic Insurance. They cater to the educational market. If you're looking for affordable insurance and a knowledgeable insurance agency, go online to pinoinsurance.com today. That's P-I-N-O insurance.com today. Well, Jalen, I mean, you know, you've been on this show before. You know that one of the most popular aspects of it is is the Ask Campy part where people go on Twitter with the hashtag Ask Campy and get their questions. And uh, somebody said once they saw you were going to be on, they, they had a question for Campy. And I'm going to ask Campy when we get to that segment next, but I want to ask you it as well. Uh, Harjan B uh, says, appropriate for tonight's guest, which Jalen Moore performance sticks out to you as the all-time classic for you? So, Jalen, I'll ask you that question. What performance sticks out to you? Because th there's a ton to choose from. Um, I wouldn't say a performance, really, because I'm not the type who gets into the individual stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but I would say when we beat Oklahoma State at Oklahoma State, that was just a really good feeling. Um, you know, after in the locker room, how everybody was just so happy. Uh, that's a special moment. And I know that the team felt that same way when they beat Xavier this year. So just watching that game, it just brought back memories. Yeah. Um, so I would say that's probably my favorite memory. Uh, I wouldn't say no individual thing. Can I say an individual thing? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Down in Florida, the tournament last year, big three at the end oh, of the yeah. game. Come on. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably the most clutch person that's came through Oakland, <laughs> if you're being honest. <laughs> Jalen Moore, our guest here. How uh, how close are you keeping up tabs? I, I mean, I know the answer to that, but you know, how, how do you do that? Balance what you're doing. How do you tap into Oakland basketball still? Um, I watched every single game. Uh, that's I mean, I just I just love it. I miss I just miss everybody here. I miss being around everybody. I miss the daily routines that I had here. Um, you know, it's just a lot of people don't realize it what they have until it's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that that's not the case with me, but you definitely t 
take that into perspective more when you're gone. Just like, you know, you miss it. Right. Um, but, yeah, my sleep schedule down there is, is terrible. It's off. <laughs> I haven't adjusted. So they're five hours ahead. Right. Um, most of the games come on, I think, at 12 p.m. or, or 1 a.m. Yeah. Um, you know, I stay up and watch the whole game. So. <laughs> uh, Jalen, how's the family doing, man? Everybody's good. Everybody's Are good. Um, everybody's happy. Everybody's healthy. So, you know, no complaints there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm happy that we got a chance to talk to you. You know, you're sure. my guy, man. Always. And, uh, no doubt. Appreciate you coming on the show and everything like that. Give it up for Jalen Moore, yes, everybody. J-Mo, appreciate back it. in the house, everybody. We'll be back. Get those questions in for one, Ask One more shout-out. I got to give a shout-out to Marty in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, he checks on me all the time on Twitter and stuff, so. Give him a shout-out. Oh, and we got his question. We'll be getting to that coming yes, up next. Uh, but, Jay Mano, appreciate you, man, yeah, for real. You. All right. Jay Lamore, everybody, we'll be back with the Ask Campy portion of the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. And fires, burst pipes, mold, or extreme weather impact your home or business, Belfour Property Restoration has your back. No matter the property damage emergency, Belfour is ready to respond 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year to clean up the damage and restore your property so you can start rebuilding faster. Belfour Property Restoration, restoring more than property. To find your local Belfour office, visit belfor.com. That's belfor.com to learn more. Here in Michigan, we're used to keeping ourselves busy all winter long. Whether that's enjoying mugs of hot chocolate by the fireplace or a late night of movie watching. And at DTE, we want to help keep that winter fun going while saving you money. With our online interactive home, you can find ways to save throughout yours, from your kitchen to your living room. Stay cozy and save. Head to DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. You don't have to play for the Pistons to be treated by the same doctors who keep the team at their best. I can't dunk in size 18 sneakers, but I can play 18 holes. I don't box out defenders in mesh shorts, but my hip is back in the game. I'm not a Piston, but I'm running on all cylinders after back surgery. I am Henry. I am Henry. Henry Ford Health, official team physicians of the Detroit Pistons. And you. Visit henryford.com slash team docs. With OU Credit Union's Visa Signature Credit Card, you'll enjoy more cash back on the things you buy most. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. You'll also receive $100 when you spend $5,000 within the first three months of card approval. Open your Visa Signature Card today at OUCreditUnion.org and start enjoying the benefits of more cash back. Full details at OUCreditUnion.org. Greg Campy Show live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. He's the coach, Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule. Happy to have all of you with us here tonight. And remember, the Greg Campy Show is brought to you by Farmer-Owned Prairie Farms, celebrating 85 years of feeding America's families. Camp, you ready for the uh, Ask Campy portion? I sure am. Uh, absolutely. Let's get into it. We missed this one from last week, so I have to do this. Um, Captain Brush 03 wants to know, ask Campy, what's your favorite Long John Silver's order? I didn't know Long John Silver's was still with us, but I guess they are. I've never been. All right, I've great I've seen talk. it, but I've never yeah. been. Why would I want fish in a fast food place? I don't I've never know, had man. the filet fish either at uh, McDonald's or any of those, so I, I'm not a fish guy. The people wanted to know? I that. wonder if their fries are any good, though. I, you know, I'd like to know that. Maybe I, he could tell us if they're good. Are they right. crinkled or are they 
Curly. I, I don't I don't know my Captain Brush 03, if you're out there listening right now, let us know. Has uh, anybody in here ever eaten at a Long John Silver's? Uh, we got a cup. We got some hands going up there. Cam. Are the fries any good? Oh yeah. Okay. Are they crinkled or are they regular? They're regular, regular fries. Fry. Okay. They're I've not. seen the commercials. <laughs> All right, Pittsburgh Marty in the house as well. Uh, says Camp in these ten days between Eastern Michigan and Michigan State. I know you said that you give the players some time off during final exams. What are the two major, two or three major projects that the coaching staff is working on during this time period? Well, they're on the road. I mean, it, uh, Saturday uh, they all took off, and this was a chance. You know, between the first week of November and the first week of March, there's very seldom is there a weekend that we're not playing. And it was funny because I called Stan Heath, or Stan Heath called me to schedule the game this weekend and uh, a year ago, and he goes, you know, we were talking about dates, and, and I said the Saturday the 9th, and he goes, okay, that, let's, let's play Saturday the 9th. I go, Stan, I, it's my birthday, man. I'd have to, have to beat you on my birthday. And uh, he goes, ah, we're not playing on your birthday. Let's play on Friday the 8th. <laughs> and so we did it. And then we both talked about it Friday night as we get a weekend, you know. So our guys, uh, my staff left Saturday morning, and they flew out to different places and saw, you know, especially – in this day and age of recruiting the junior colleges, we got to see, you know, a bunch of JC games. Bobby's still on the road. He missed practice today. I think he came back tonight. Um, and Smitty got back late last night and was at practice this morning. So, you know, we're, we, we took advantage of that weekend in recruiting and getting to see kids that we've recruited, um, you know, been recruiting hard for next year. Um, and that's really the big thing. Uh, me personally, I, I'm just looking at all how we've we've put in this, new set uh in the last couple games we were trying to jam the ball into the bo- into the box into Trey and into uh Baru and uh Chris and I was just uh, you know our film guy got me every possession of what we've done in it and then how it's being guarded so that we can come up with some counters on if they're guarding it this way this is what we're going to do and we'll put those counters in this week before Michigan State so those are the projects that we look at uh, Giovanni Mosheri wants to know, Coach, thinking about the Pistons and their long losing streak, what do you do as a coach to break a losing streak? Maybe not a 20-game losing streak, but in general. Well, I don't really know if there's anything the coach can do about it. Uh, you know, you got to get maybe go get better players. That would be one thing to do, and I'm sure that's what's going through their minds right now is we got to get better players, um, but they've got to play another 60 or 70 games or 50 games or whatever this year so. They've got to figure something else. And, and all you can really do there is you've got to stay positive. Um, anything negative at that time. You know, we started during the, uh, I think it was during the, uh, the pandemic when we, we didn't get to practice before we played, and then all of a sudden we played games. I think we started 0-9 that year. And what we just tried to do is, is we tried to stay positive. Just, you know, we're getting better, uh, you know, Everything we want in the season is, is going to be come in March. We've just got to keep getting better so that we're good in March. And, and by the way, we did get to the league championship right. game that year. And, you know, I think stay positive, um, you know, build, figure out what your team can do. And, again, it goes back to that, you know, work at what you can do, not so much at what you can't do, and get better at what you can do so you can win some games. 
Uh, get your questions in on Twitter with the hashtag AskCampy. Uh, at EdKick8011 says, Camp, on a scale of 1 to 10, how hard is it to get a school other than MAC teams to play at the arena? I remember back in the day, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Missouri, all used to come play us at home over the years. And, and you guys have done about as well as you can, you know, with the Georgias and the Oklahoma States and things like that recently. One of the things that's hurt us on that is that the Detroit area basketball is uh, – you know, a lot of the great players, they leave. And so one of the ways, like, we got Georgia back here because of Yante Maton was uh, played at West Bloomfield, or not West Bloomfield. South, at, Southfield, was it? No, uh, Bloomfield Hills, Slosser. Okay. That doesn't exist anymore. It's just Bloomfield Hills High now. And so when they go and they play at a Power Five, um, you know, I would call. I would, anytime a good player from the area would go to a Power Five, I would call there and say, let's do a two-for-one. I'll come to your place twice because that way you can come home and you can play in front of, you know, that kid can play in front of his family and help you recruit here. Um, but there aren't really that many players lately that have done that. And then it's, you know, nobody's going to come here. We, we had won three or – until Oklahoma State beat us last year, we had won three or four in a row of those right. games. Um, it's, it's just really hard to get. Uh, you got to find a, a school that might, you know, maybe, maybe financially a Power 5 school that's at the bottom of the financial level and is willing to do something like that. But you, the, the chances of you seeing a Power 5 school in our building again is probably very Pretty slim. slim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, again, tweet your question with the hashtag AskCampy. Uh, BK McDonald wants to know, uh, Camp, are the Christmas sweaters returning for Monday's game or is Izzo feeling a little more grouchy this year? <laughs> No, I did not. Uh, you know, I after they lost last night. Um, Down in distance, right, Cam? Yeah, exactly. You got know the room, right? Know the crowd. <laughs> after they lost last night, somebody ripped him, and they put a picture of him up there, and he was in that elf sweater. And uh, there's no way I would even call him on the phone right now and bring that up. So, you know, they're trying to right their ship right now, and I'm sure they will. Um, uh you know, I just hope that it's it's not at our, you know, our night, you know. And, no, we'll just – we'll be dressed in regular apparel this year. All right. Uh, Big J Plays wants to know, ask Campy, are there any fun traditions you guys do for Christmas as a team? Feel like a white elephant or a secret Santa gift exchange streamed at RJ's would be pretty cool. No, yeah, we've – you know, I know that, you know, I've watched our women's program do things like that over the years, and when I see it I always say, eh, you know, maybe, but – Never really did. The only year, the COVID year, you know, when nobody could go anywhere and everything, I had them all over to my house, and then a couple guys got COVID. So that ended that. Um, but, no, we, what we try and do is we, you know, we get a lot of Nike apparel. So when they come back from Christmas, we like to put something Nike hanging in their locker room or in their locker, in the locker room that's maybe a little bit different than the normal apparel that they get, maybe a pair of shoes that they like or something um colin really takes care of that for me he just he comes up with something cool and and so when they get back they walk because they're not real happy when they come back because we normally practice on christmas and you know so it's not you know uh i feel worse for our trainer and our strength coach and people like that because you know they don't get a christmas off but i mean I, i've signed up for that you know that's right. part of my job but uh you know, especially now that the league plays those league games. And, you know, we play, what, the 27th, right? Leave the 27th, I want to say. Play yeah, the 28th so, and New Year's Eve. Yeah, so we play the 28th, so you're going to – got to practice on the 25th, right? Right. 
And so it's just, it's not, nobody wants to be there on Christmas Day, so we've got to do something to make them smile a little bit when they get in. Uh, Horizon Matt, uh, Campy, your team this year is 1-0 and when Neil Rule is not present. Have you considered asking him to no longer attend your games? Um, we we put that out immediately after the game. I, I text it's Steve. In the notes? I, no, I text Steve Waterfield that, you know, we got a streak going without Neil, and we probably should keep that thing going until we lose. Uh, but I haven't heard back from Steve, so you, if you got some time to talk to him, you, you uh, might have a chance. Uh, shout out to Jonathan Turner, by the way, doing a great job uh, filling in for that. Uh, at bets underscore make wants to know camp. What did you learn from having Jamal Kane at Oakland? Did any of the Marquette uh, toughness rub off on the other players? I would call that Pontiac toughness before Marquette toughness. I'm guessing this guy's a Marquette fan. Uh, maybe, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Jamal Kane's one of the, was one of the. Uh, nicest young man that I ever coached, uh, but we've known Jamal. My my assistant coach, Mike Covington, was his high school coach. I mean, I've known Jamal since he was 14, 15 years old, and um, you know, sure, if you're a Marquette fan, Marquette's been pretty good, then sure, it, it rubbed off. Thank we're you. here every Monday at 6 o'clock. Yeah, we're, we really appreciate, you know, if you got some more of those guys to send us, send them because we, we, we like him. He averaged 26 a game or 21 a game and 11 rebounds for us. I think it was 9 and 5 for you. So, you know, you got some other guys there that want to increase their stats. Send them our way. <laughs> uh, what else we have here? Uh, at Big J Plays uh, says, hey, Coach, tuning in again from the 305, the guy from Miami that was listening uh, oh. last show. Uh, down in Miami, I tried the Diet Dr. Pepper you recommended last week. It did not tickle my fancy, as I would have hoped. However, I did try the Cherry Vanilla Dr. Pepper, and it, quote, knocked my socks off. Would you re- would recommend it if you haven't tried it yet? Oh, when was the last time you've heard somebody say, quote, knocked my socks off? I can't answer that. <laughs> um, that's interesting. I... I... It, well, you know, I, I'm glad that he tried something that he really likes yep. and, and uh, send him a pair of Dr. Pepper socks, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Cherry know. vanilla Dr. Pepper. I think that was yeah. the, the, I've the tried it. question. Yeah. I've tried it. I've tried every one of them. And, you know, I'm just a, I'm a loyal guy, man. It's right here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, question still flying in here with uh, the Ask Campy portion of the show uh, at Lakers 24. Andrew says, ask Campy, what do you see in Dayton? Is there any potential challenges that they may bring to you? Yeah, I'm really, really interested to see our Dayton game because, um, you know, if you were to, you know, we've played 11 games and as a coaching staff, you evaluate, we, I pay somebody to scout us, you know, so we get a, a self scout and it's really not, we can do our own self-scout, but I really want somebody not in our staff doing the self-scout. So we, we get that, and then we compare to our own notes, like, you know, like Smitty and, and Bobby and Cub, what do you think? You know, what do we have to do to, you know? So we do that constantly. It's a constant self-scout. And one of the biggest concerns that I have about our basketball team is handling pressure because, again, we, you know, without tone, we don't have a true point guard. And even with him, we've never seen Tone. I mean, we've seen him, but we've never seen him because, you know, within a week of practice started, he hurt his knee badly, and we lost him for eight eight weeks or 12 weeks. Then he came back, and, and he missed all that, and he's just trying to get back. And still, leg, when, when speed is your game and you have a leg injury, 
you know, and then just as he's getting back and he's starting, you know, he played really well down in the Cayman Islands and, you know, I'm really starting to trust him in that. He gets hurt again. Uh, but, you know, what I hadn't seen out of him is, is physicality with the ball, right? He's speed with the ball, but I got to see physicality with it. Jalen had both. Even as, as slight as Jalen was, I saw West Virginia attack Jalen and he handled it, right? So when we play Dayton, Dayton is a press pressing team, and they're after every basket they make, they come after you. So I'm really interested to see how we're going to handle that. Now, if you're not a pressing team and you try and press us, you're going to be in trouble because you're allowing us to throw over the top to you, and you're going to have Goki and Lampman open for open threes. And that's why I don't think we'll see a lot of pressing unless you are a pressing team. I think Youngstown could hurt us with a press. I think Northern Kentucky could hurt us with a press. And those are two very good teams in our league, so we've got to be prepared for that. And I'm going to get a real good view of it against Dayton because Dayton will come after you and get really physical with you. So that's, that's the biggest uh, outtake for the Dayton game that I see. Uh, get, the real Gideon Beers wants to know, uh, when do you guys start prepping for Michigan State? Uh, we won't start until Thursday. Uh, we... we work today on ourselves we'll work tomorrow on ourselves we'll take Wednesday off and then when we go to work on Thursday we'll we'll start on you know the film work and, and that on Michigan State I will tell you this our our players watch Michigan State play all the time so I, I think it'll be a very easy quick prep because they know the players better than I know them they've played against them in pickup games in the summer and stuff like that and you know it's a big game for us so so They'll be ready, and they'll, they'll know. I mean, Lampman, I had a 15-minute conversation on the phone last night at 10 o'clock at night with Lampman. And, you know, he had just watched their uh, Nebraska game last night, and he, he brought up a couple things about our zone, what he thought could do, and you know, on, on Walker and things like that. So they're, they're dialed in and tuned in. It's a big game. I mean, you know, it's one that they look forward to. Yeah, well, and we'll talk about that coming up in the next segment. And our final one here before we get to that final break of the evening, uh, Baboon Mountain, who he was the one that asked about beans, your favorite type of beans last week. I can uh, imagine what this one's going to uh, be. It's, it's a good one. Uh, he says, Coach, as the holidays approach, is the team doing any volunteering out in the community? A potentially a canned bean drive, like a food drive. I feel like this would be a great bonding experience for the team. Go Grizzlies. Wow. We have over the years, um, you know, COVID has kind of really taken a lot of those opportunities away. We had a really good one going on where on Christmas Eve morning, we would go downtown to Detroit, in down Detroit, and there's a, an event that takes place at uh, Pier F or Shed 5 in the Eastern Market where uh, you go in there and you spend two or three hours packing turkey, mashed potatoes, you know, you're... you're putting them in the plastic uh, like to-go things yep. and putting them in a bag with a bottle of water and bread and things like that. And you, you make probably, you know, 2,000 meals. That there's that many people that were there. And then we would go in groups, like I would put three or four guys in a car with a coach, uh, myself, uh, and we would go out into the community then. And, and you knew at that time where most of the homeless people were. And we would go find them and, and hand them meals. And that was a really, really good one. And, but 
uh, COVID kind of shut that down. Um, I talked to those people. Well, my representative who had helped me get in there talked to those people, and they're talking about doing it this year, but it'll only be clothes. It won't be food. Um, so I'm not sure we'll be involved because this year we've got, you know, that we got that day off. So right. I don't want to bring them back a day early just for that. The last one we did a year ago, which was a really cool one, is it was a very similar situation in Pontiac where we gave – we went and we handed to people in their cars, you know, clothes and, and bikes and things like that that, that uh, uh, the lighthouse had put together. So we were working with the lighthouse. Is that what it's called? I, I hope I didn't screw that up. Yeah, I think so. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll take our final break. When we come back, the last segment of the show, we will talk about the Michigan State game. We will talk about the Dayton game as well. This is the uh, the final show because of the – the Michigan State game on the 18th, which is next Monday. Add seven days to that. The 25th, which is Christmas, New Year's Day. So uh, this is the final show uh, of the calendar year. But we will we'll, we'll finish in style, everybody. Trust me. We'll be back with more of the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here in Michigan, we're used to keeping ourselves busy all winter long. Whether that's enjoying mugs of hot chocolate by the fireplace or a late night of movie watching. And at DTE, we want to help keep that winter fun going while saving you money. With our online interactive home, you can find ways to save throughout yours, from your kitchen to your living room. Stay cozy and save. Head to DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. When fires, burst pipes, mold, or extreme weather impact your home or business, Belfour Property Restoration has your back. No matter the property damage emergency, Belfour is ready to respond 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year to clean up the damage and restore your property so you can start rebuilding faster. Belfour Property Restoration, restoring more than property. To find your local Belfour office, visit belfor.com. That's belfor.com to learn more. With OU Credit Union's Visa Signature Credit Card, you'll enjoy more cash back on the things you buy most. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. You'll also receive $100 when you spend $5,000 within the first three months of card approval. Open your Visa Signature Card today at OUCreditUnion.org and start enjoying the benefits of more cash back. Full details at OUCreditUnion.org. They say one great thing leads to another. And that's especially true when you visit a Great Clips salon. When you sit down for a haircut with the skilled and friendly stylist at one of our thousands of convenient Great Clips locations, they'll not only make your hair look great, they'll make you feel great too. And that's something you can't help but share with the world. Download our online check-in app today and opt in to get a ready next text when you're up next. Great Clips. It's going to be great. Welcome back inside RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. It is the final segment of the Greg Campy Show. He is the coach, Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule. Greg Hessen back in our 1270 The Bet Studios, your flagship home for Golden Grizzlies basketball. Natalie Longroy here on site as well doing the streaming aspect of it all. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Natalie, everybody. Um, but, again, happy to have you all with us. As uh, we always like to say, the highest-rated show on this station at this time. That is that is the facts. But, um Camp, before we get into Michigan State and Dayton, uh, they have it on the TVs up here. And, oh, by the way, come on out to RJ's Pub, Rochester Hills. The TV game 
is on 1,000 out here. I mean, it is incredible. It's a great setup to watch all the games all the time. Shohei Otani, $700 million contract, Camp. Crazy. <laughs> Just crazy. Somebody was telling me that it's 350000 a game, uh, you know, 142000 in that bat or something like that. It's Oh, yeah. Big, big and numbers. we wonder why we got problems in this world, right? I mean, it's just gotten ridiculous and out of hand. And, you know, there's going to have to be a rollback sometime, you know. The bubble's got to pop, right, at, yeah, at some point. At some point. I mean, it just can't because the people that are paying for it are us, you know. Right. I mean, who's, who can afford to go to a game now? I mean, it, 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 and all the people out there saying, he deserves it. If you can get it, get it. But you're the one paying for it, you know. And that's that's but. Hey, they're rolling back to golf ball and golf, right? They're going to start rolling yeah. back to clubs. They're going to start. It'll be interesting. I'll be dead, but 20 years from now, you'll probably be playing tennis with the wooden racket again or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did read, too, real quickly. He is actually deferring all but $2 million per year, and he will get that in a lump sum at the end of the contract. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy. The, they like winning the lottery, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, those people out there will be try they'll be looking for him. No doubt. All right, Camp. Uh, Michigan State, the Golden Grizzlies coming up. And this is a very, very challenging 48 hours of basketball for Oakland University. I would as tough as any 48 hour stretch really for anybody in this country. Michigan State on Monday, Dayton on Wednesday. Uh, we'll, we'll have a good representation of Golden Grizzlies fans out there at Breslin, and we'll be giving it a go. We're also going to have a lot of people dating. I've had a lot of requests for tickets. And, um, you know, I, 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 the problem is, you know, we got to play on the road both. So we get up the next day and we go right back down to Dayton. And that, that's always a challenge when you do that. But I think the, the intensity level that you need when you play uh, Michigan State and the, the height that our players, I mean, it's a big game for us. It's, it really is. And, and it's one they look forward to every year. It's the one day that we are on center stage in the state of Michigan. And, um, you know, we've, we've had a chance to win that game on many occasions. Uh, haven't been able to quite pull that off yet. Um, and we're, we're going in Monday night believing we can win. And, you know, there's times we've gone in there hoping that we just keep this thing close and steal it at the end. But uh, we're, going in, we're going in Monday night and with the mindset that, you know, that if we, if we don't win the game, that's on us. Uh, then, obviously, as you talked about, too, Wednesday at Dayton as well in the Atlantic 10. I mean, that, for people that don't know, Atlantic 10 basketball, that, that stuff's built different with what they do over there. Yeah, and Dayton is, you know, Dayton's the class of that league. They, they sell out every game. I think, you know, that's why they hold the – Dayton is a tremendous basketball town, and that's a tremendous basketball university. But that, that a building, we're, you know, we're 1-0 and in it. The only time we've ever played in it, we beat Alabama A&M in 2005 in the NSA tournament in that building. So it's kind of one of my nicest memories of my coaching career at Oakland. And so it'll be cool to go back there. But there'll be, I think it's 12,500 or maybe it's 14,500 or some number like that they hold. And they sell every game out. Um, it's, it's a tremendous environment, similar to Xavier that was sold out, similar to, to Illinois that was sold out. Our kids... That's made a motivational factor factor for our players. They love that. You know, I heard Goki in your in this show last week talk about silencing the crowd, and uh, we'll have a chance to do that in both those games because we'll play in front of fourteen thousand on Monday and twelve thousand on Wednesday. 
Camp, the, the Michigan State game, um, you've talked about this many, many times. Uh, we'll probably touch on this on the pregame show uh, for the broadcast as well. The Michigan State game, Camp, just when you look at it as conferences continue to expand and you know there's more talk that more teams can be added to the Big Ten, I, I know it's been a fear of yours and it's a fear really of, of college basketball fans around here that we may see the day where sadly the game could get squeezed out you know, Tom's always Tom Izzo's always done a great job of, of playing this game and wanting to play this game, and he's been public about that. But how do, how do you see the future of this camp? Well, he wants to play it, but he may not be able to. I mean, they're talking about, you know, you, you hear the rumors of Florida State and Miami and going to 20 game, teams. And what we're waiting on uh, is how many league games they're going to play. Um, right now they're at 20. If it goes up to 24, our game won't be played. 24. Yeah, if it goes to 22, I think there's a way that we can still play it. Um, but if it goes to 24 with the Big Ten Challenge, with the they've got to win. You know, they've got to play some home games. You know, they can't. They can't. We pay them pretty good to go to to Little Caesars, but they make a hell of a lot more at a home game than they than they do in what right. we pay them. So um, they've got a budget and a, a nut that they have to make. And and if there's 24 league games and there's only 31 games and they have to play the big 10 acc or i think that went away but the big 10 big east one and, and champions class champions do, thing yeah. and all that and you know they're going to plan an aircraft carrier and maybe on the moon next year who knows they that they're always you know uh cutting edge on where they play and what they do so uh, i'm hoping but you know we've got to we got to understand that this could be you know the last two of the games and and hopefully you know, I'm pushing to, to contract more, but they can't do anything until they know. I think the Big Ten right now is trying to figure out their tournament first. Okay. Uh, from what I'm hearing, and that's the big point of contention right now, is they're going to have 18 teams, and they can't. you can't play a tournament with 18 teams in the same amount of time that, you know. So is it only going to be a 14-team tournament? What, you know, they've got to figure all that out. Once they do, then they'll go to their league schedule. And, and Camp, I, I would think, too, and I'm asking you this, just the, the cachet that the Oakland-Michigan State game carries with it because at the Palace, the biggest basketball crowd in the history of the Palace was yeah. Michigan-Oakland State at Little Caesars Arena. What was who? Was Oakland and Michigan State. Yes. Yeah. At Did the, you realize what you said? No. You said Michigan and Oakland State. Oh, did I? Oh, my apologies. Who was that guy that did the game the other day? <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Turner. I'll give you his number. Um, but, Camp, the, the biggest crowd in the history of Little Caesars Arena, uh, yeah. the sister school to Oakland State, Oakland University, and Michigan State, again, to this day, that's the largest basketball right. crowd they've ever had there. I mean, it is a, it is a legitimate big-time event. Well, I'm really interested to see what happens Saturday when they play Baylor because I told the people, you know, we, we backed out. We were supposed to play at Little Caesars this year, and I wish we were because I think we'd have a much better chance to win with this team I have on a neutral floor. It, not neutral, but it's supposed to be our home court, right. but it, call it neutral, right? Um, but I told the people at Little Caesars, I said, you know, you're not going to get the crowd you're going to get with us. And they're like, well, that's Baylor. They're, they're going to be in the top. No, because they're, Michigan State's going to bring 14,000 people. That's about what they bring, right? Right. And we, we bring the other. We bring nine, the yeah. other. Well, six to seven is what we've brought every year in that we've sold six to seven thousand. Baylor's not going to bring six thousand people, so I'm really anxious to see what the announced attendance is Saturday and how how that goes, especially with the Lions game being flexed to that night. They got 
they kind of got their parade rained down a little bit yeah. with all that. So it'll be interesting. Uh, but I'm, I'm just hoping that Little Caesar sees the value of that, too, that they, that they, oh, yeah, you were right, you know. All right, well, that does it for the Greg Campy Show. Appreciate everybody coming out to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Have a great holiday season. We'll see you after the new year starts. For the coach, Greg Campy, my name's Neil Rule. Thanks for tuning in to the Greg Campy Show live from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Oh, see you later.